Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Starting this week's episode off with a question from a listener. This person says, I met a guy who was great, but there was no spark. Should I give it another chance? The answer to this question is yes. That's a very easy answer. I tell all of my clients to go on at least three dates before even asking if there's a spark. If you don't feel something right away, I actually take that as a pretty good sign as long as you connected with the person in some way, their personality, you like something about them, they seem like a good person. As long as they didn't do anything to repulse you or offend you in a horrible way, go on another date. I had a client recently and I asked her, you know, what do you think your issue is when it comes to dating? And she said, well, I don't go on second dates very often. And I said, why not? And she said, well, they always want to go on a second date, but I always decide that I definitely don't want to. And almost no one do I go on a second date with. And immediately I knew that was her problem. And I asked her why. And she said, uh, because they do something I don't like, or they ask me to go on a second date in a way that I don't like. Can you think people who are in a relationship or who have ever been in a relationship, can you think of things that your partner did that you don't like? I bet you can. Most people who are married have plenty of things about their partner that they don't like. And I bet they can look back on their first date and say, you did this weird thing that I didn't like, but I kind of thought it was funny or I chose to ignore it or whatever. They went on another date with them anyway. You're not going to meet a person that doesn't do something wrong on a first date. And most people are not good at dating because we don't do this professionally. We do this to get to not having to do this anymore. So if someone is too good at dating and they don't do anything wrong, I don't trust them. And I think it's just ridiculous to think that you would know right away on a first date. And yes, there are examples of, we had so much chemistry, we talked for hours, we went on a six-hour date, I couldn't stop thinking about them. That usually is not the person you end up in a relationship with. Many, many couples you will talk to knew each other for years, were friends, were acquaintances, had some sort of context for each other before they started being attracted. Now, it's a little different for men, just biologically speaking. They do tend to be more visually driven, so they will have an attraction sooner than the woman will. But women often end up with guys that they're just like, I didn't feel a spark right away, but he was such a nice guy. I went on another date or I had known him for so many years and he was so nice. So I think you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you're looking for that movie spark chemistry fireworks on a very first date. You don't know this person. You're both nervous. You're in a totally artificial setting. You don't have any context for the other person. What you should be looking for is, did I have a good enough time and were they a nice person? Beyond that, go on a second date. If by the third date you're not feeling any desire to kiss them or touch them, okay, maybe at that point you can let it go. But also maybe try making out with them anyway. Like obviously don't do it if you're disgusted, but that can often be something that gives you a lot more information that you won't have if you don't do it. So that was a long answer. But basically, go on a second date and even a third as long as they didn't do something offensive or horrible because you just never know. And attraction really builds over time, especially when you get to know someone and they can stop being as nervous as they are on a first date. Give them a chance. I spoke with Billy, a 32-year-old actor in New York City, friend of mine since 
college. So like five years ago. No, I'm totally joking. Way longer than that. Um, He has a tendency to be in relationships. He was in a long-term relationship for seven years, got out of that, got into another pseudo relationship for about a year, but that man never let him call him his boyfriend. And after that, got into another relationship about three months long, never got to be boyfriends at that point either. So he's coming out of that kind of streak and we talk about how he ended up here, how he's feeling about it, and what he can do to maybe have different results in the future. Now, to kind of get into it, I know that you were just seeing someone for a few months. How long were you seeing him? Uh, Just about three months. Three months. And it felt really good, like it was going somewhere. And I don't know if it started off as more of a hookup thing or if it was dating right away. But it seemed like it was heading in a certain direction. And then I know that it didn't end up in that direction. Have you had any more clarity on why that happened or how that happened or did you have thoughts about it no I don't I don't have a lot of clarity at all um (laughs) it definitely it definitely started as a date a dating thing more way more than a hookup we met on a um I keep wanting to say like legitimate app but you know what I mean Uh (laughs) Um, yeah and we had a great uh we went out for coffee that turned into a two-hour coffee that turned into a walk around his neighborhood and uh, dinner and it, you know, this very extended date, and it felt like there was something really substantial there, and that's how the three months that we were seeing each other went, and yeah, everything seemed to be going very well. And when I proposed uh, the idea of legitimizing us as a couple, he sort of pulled a one eighty on me, and yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know, he just kind of bailed. And you haven't had contact with him since. No, um, you know, I, I sent him a text message uh, the night af- the night that he sort of ended things, just saying to him that I felt a little blindsided by that. I remembered a conversation he and I had had about integrity once and about your deed and your your action and your word sort of lining up and being the same person behind closed doors that you are in public and, and what it means to really cultivate real integrity. And I sent him a text message because I really felt that his words and actions over the past three months did not align with what just transpired between us. Right. Where I, I had sort of asked if he thought this would be a moment for us to, you know, are, are we doing this? Are we a couple? I, I see you a few times a week we talk most days we're having unprotected sex we're we're sort of i have a toothbrush at your house you know we're sort of hitting these what feel like benchmarks or at least things that i i sort of use to identify like okay we're kind of on the same page here in terms of where i think this is heading uh, yeah totally and then uh and then yeah he he just he just he said that it wasn't right and he had to trust his gut on this one and I, I don't know where that came from. And I, you know, I respect that. And I, if, if that's true for him, that's, that's his prerogative. Uh, it was surely a bummer for me, but, um, but it really didn't seem to add up, which, which left me feeling a little flummoxed. Yeah, well, that's totally understandable when you feel blindsided like that. And now he had a difficult relationship past, right? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, to be honest, we didn't really get too much into it. I, I felt like he kind of skirted the issue a little bit. But yeah, it, his last major relationship was five years prior. It had been a pretty toxic relationship from what I understand. Uh, and a lot had transpired in his life in the in the interim. And he hadn't he hadn't really been in a serious relationship since. So I think he was certainly a little gun shy, which I was um, aware of and, you know, willing to make space for. But 
he, uh, I think he just got too nervous about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the one hand, you know, it's better that he was able to tell you that after three months than after six or nine or a year. Right. I'm sure you've probably wondered if you hadn't brought up the conversation, what would have happened? Oh my gosh, I've, I've wondered it a few times, yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably like, what if I just hadn't asked? But I think, I mean, obvi- I don't, I'm not a big like everything happens for a reason person, but I I don't think anything is like necessarily bad when it happens this way. I just think it's like, well, this would have come to light sooner or later. Yeah. And he just, for whatever reason, was not ready for what you were ready for. And maybe that would have changed if you had waited a year to ask him. But I just, you know, if it's not, if your heart was in a certain place, you needed to honor that just like he had to honor where his heart was. And avoiding that question would have just caused more and more and more anxiety on your end. Yes. And so I think there's probably no other way it could have gone down, but it's probably good that it didn't go on a lot longer and leave you feeling even more confused. Right. And he may, I mean, resurface in six months, a year, and be like, oh my gosh, I totally shut you out because of my past experience, or I got scared because I felt so strongly about you, but that's not really for you to concern yourself with. Like, I just think there's so many people out there, and there's so many people for every person, that if a person isn't in the right time as you the right you know timing as you then they're not the right person for you yeah I really I have a hard time with that issue of timing and I know Mm -hmm. I you know intellectually I appreciate it and when I'm in a relationship where timing is a factor I just always feel like but everything else makes sense like just why can't you show Mm -hmm. up you know and I get I get angry and impatient about it. On some level, I don't feel like it's real, but that's not fair, I'm sure. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think it's both real and not real at the same time. I think when it is the reason, it's valid, but I also can think of so many examples of the timing wasn't right, but because the two people wanted to be together enough, they made it work anyway, and the timing became right. Or examples of someone saying, I'm not ready for a girlfriend or I'm not ready for a boyfriend. And then the next person they meet is their girlfriend or boyfriend because they were the right person for them. So I tend to believe that becoming a couple is like compatibility, chemistry, and timing. And all three of those things have to be there um, for a good relationship anyway, for a lasting one. But I do think timing is the one that it can be the wrong time on a Tuesday. And then the Wednesday when they meet the right person, it's the right time. And that's extremely frustrating. That's extremely frustrating. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why? But I should have asked him on Wednesday. Like, is that what you're saying? You should have asked him on Wednesday. No, no, no. I mean, what I mean by that is the right person comes sure, along on the yeah. Wednesday. And you were there on the Tuesday. You know, it's not worth really obsessing about what you did or didn't do correctly if you just were not the person to pull him into the right timing. So I... Um, I agree with you that it's not worth obsessing about, but what if I do it anyway? <laughs> or, or like, what, what, what's your what's your advice for for sort of? Because I, I, I mean, I know something about myself is that you know, particularly with meaningful relationships, and and the one prior to this one, which was very complicated and continues to weigh on me I still find myself revisiting old conversations and and thinking of ways that I could have phrased it just right that he he might have shown up for me 
Mm. And I, you know, I'm on some level, I know that's probably human. And on another level, I want to release myself from that torment. Well, I think it is human and it is normal, especially when both of these relationships you're talking about had so many kind of gray areas and like moments of will they or won't they, that it's impossible to not go back to those and be like, if I had just done something differently because there was no like blow up fight there was no they started seeing someone else you know it was just like yes no yes no and it dragged on for so long yeah and I think on the one hand it's totally human on the other hand you are a very passionate sensitive person who does take things really to heart and a beautiful thing about you is that when something happens and it doesn't go your way, you do go, what did I do? What could I have done differently? Rather than just blaming the other person. But I think you could blame the other person a little bit more. Like, okay. I think, <laughs> I do. I think you could stand to be a little more angry at them, which I know you've allowed yourself some anger, but a little more just like, fuck you, you're not the right person for me and you're not smart enough to be the right person for me. Rather than if I had been different, if I had been more patient, if I had said this, if I had done that, I think you could stand to take a little less responsibility, honestly. And the only responsibility I would encourage you to take is examining what about somewhat unavailable men is so appealing to you. (laughs) (laughs) I was was hoping you could tell me that. (laughs) Yeah, I was hoping too. I mean, the thing is that's hard with you too is it's not always apparent that they're unavailable because they're willing to give you, you know, 90% of what you want. They'll do the consistency. They'll let you take care of their animals. They'll let you have sleepovers. They'll go out to dinner. They'll text you. They'll tell you how they feel. But they all get gun shy when it comes to kind of the spoken public commitment. They also, so far, the pattern have all some relationship baggage, which after a certain age, everyone has some. But I do think there's part of you that's like, I'm going to show them how a relationship could be. They were in a bad one before. That's why they didn't like it. I'm going to show them they can like it. And you take that on yeah, as your responsibility. And there's part of you, I think, that's excited at the prospect of like changing this person's mind about relationships. Yeah. Or yeah, or or yeah, yes, that's that's insightful. I, I think there's a sort of like caretaker impulse in yeah. general um, that I know about myself. You know, not to get too deep into it, but I am the oldest child in a, a family of divorce, and I think there's a sort of archetypal caretaker thing there that was set up early on. And yeah, my mm-hmm. impulse is to I, I I do feel drawn to these people that I I I see. I don't know. There, there's some amount of, of damage or some amount of, of needing. Um, I, I think if they were just loved in the right way, that they, uh-huh. they could, you know, be more fully themselves or something. And, and like you said, I, at least in the the past couple of relationships, you know, they seem to meet me there like ninety percent of the way. And so it feels like it's working. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that inspires me. To and it is. It. To an extent it is. But then it's still, they have this block and that's the part that you can't take responsibility for. Yeah. That's just has nothing to do with you. You've done what you can. You've done probably more than you should. 
And I think there's also something in it about wanting to be the one that changes it and the one they choose. Yeah. And I can relate that also a little to your profession. Yeah. Uh, which we can mention or not mention. <laughs> but your profession is one where you are constantly proving yourself and waiting to be chosen out of the millions of people trying to do it. Right. And so it's it's this, and maybe it's a child of divorce thing too, of like, choose me, stay with me, want me, I want to be good enough. And if I can just do a good enough job, that'll be enough. Yeah. And it's like, similar to with getting a job, you can do everything right. But if you're just not the right fit for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And there's nothing more you could have done. I think that's the piece that that I struggle with sometimes is the you, you could have done your best and you're just not the one and that that somehow gets so enmeshed in my sense of self-worth that it, yeah. that it feels very destructive when I'm not the one you know yeah and I, I but that's where you have to turn it to them that's where it has to be them yeah they're the one with the problem they're the one making the wrong decision but it's not even like at least with relationships, it's not even about like making a decision or deciding you're not good enough or knowing you're good enough but choosing not to be with you anyway. It's just that last little part that makes no sense and that is total alchemy and that's why it just can't turn into like telling yourself a certain story or beating yourself up about it. Yeah. And I think like the danger that I don't want you to get into, even though it's easy to do, is this happened in this other relationship, this happened in this past relationship, this is what always happens to me, it's me. Yeah. I think what you do want to do is start to be able to recognize when they are telling you they can't do what you want them to do, and rather than convince yourself that that's going to change, listen to them Yeah. and move on when you can, which is easier said than done. Like, if you care about a person, you're going to want to stick it out. But just to start being aware of that, but I think that's the only pattern you need to be aware of and otherwise it's just like well that one wasn't right that one wasn't either most of us date 10 to many more people before we find the right one so there doesn't need to be a story tying all of those people together it can just be that that we're goldilocks you know that one was almost it that one was almost it it's still coming yeah i i like that i think you said this to me at one point too about about each relationship being an opportunity to sort of further refine your skills in that way. And, you know, even though this, this most recent rela relationship was, you know, three months of this kind of nebulous thing that I asked for something and I didn't get it and then it ended. And that is a drastic improvement on the relationship before, which was almost a year of the same thing. And totally. continuing to ask for it, continuing to not get it, but going back in thinking... I'm just going to love him and everything's going to be fine. Um. Yeah, yeah. I am nodding my head vigorously, which you can't see. But <laughs> I mean, I think that's huge. Three months instead of a year of trying to convince someone to give you what they can't give you. Yeah. And not after he, you know, I t totally respect and understand it after he ended up being like, this is why I think that wasn't a great way you did it, but you didn't be like, let's try again. Okay, I can do casual. I'm fine with it. Like, you know, you didn't do any of that. You let it go, which I think is huge, yeah. huge. Yes. And the other question I had uh, when you were kind of going through it was, how would you feel about with the next person leaving the title conversation completely off the table and leaving it up to them? It's just not an option for you. Yeah, I mean, I... I would be open to that. I mean, you know, I, ideally, it's funny because I think that in, 
I think in my the past, the two most recent relationships, I felt like I was doing a lot of the orchestrating in general. I felt like I was sort of pushing things forward. I, definitely the one, two relationships ago, I, I was the driving force behind a lot of it in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And and really, I my impulse is, I mean, I, I really, I want to at the very least share that more, if not be a little pursued myself, you know? Absolutely. Because I think as we've maybe talked about before, you are a natural nurturer. You're going to end up doing so much in the relationship, so much of the emotional work and the nurturing. You're going to be a supportive partner. So we want to find someone who can meet you there. And the only way to do that is from the very beginning to let them meet you there and to not be doing all the legwork. Because if you're doing it, you can't actually tell if they're able to do it until it's too late or until you decide you're fed up and you want to stop doing it and then they don't come after you or until you finally state a need, like with the three-month person, and they can't give it to you, you know? So I think, and I also, I generally have a theory that if a relationship starts out as a struggle, it's not the right relationship, that it should, from the beginning, even if, okay, maybe the first one or two dates, you have to pursue someone, fine. But- it should be both people doing equal work and at the bare minimum equal and saying, I want this and I'm willing to do things to make it work. And if it's one person kind of making it happen or a lot of back and forth or a lot of I can, I can't, I'm not ready, I don't know, probably best to let it go. There's just too many people in the world and you'll find someone that is right there with you. So, and I, I think my struggle with that is that in both cases, in the, the two most re- recent relationships, there was a sense in the beginning with both of them, uh, it was really easy and it was really fun and it was really exciting. And we both parties were reaching out seemingly in equal fashion. Um, it was when it became more structured and when I was craving a little legitimacy that I felt like I was sort of pushing the rock uphill, you know? Um, but in the Got beginning, it. like the the actual interacting, you know, he was asking me out to drinks just as much as I was asking him out to drinks. And there was a real ease and excitement to everything that was going on, which was intoxicating for me, you know? But then it reached a threshold where I thought, okay, now I sleep at your house three nights a week. I watch your pets when you go out of town. We've exchanged Christmas gifts. Like, can we can we call this what it is? Can we start, I don't know, do, doing the other things? introducing each other to friends and like sort of yeah when I when I am sort of asking for a little bit of legitimacy on top of what all in all other respects feels like a very intimate domestic relationship Mm -hmm. you know like, like you were saying like it shouldn't be a struggle in the beginning but neither of these relationships were struggles in the beginning they were struggles three and six months in and only because I wanted something I wanted to acknowledge what was happening or at least have a conversation about where it was going and that's what uh, seemed to cause problem I mean I think technically speaking for some reason there is a timing thing of three month periods when we're dating especially in the first year the three month is kind of like the courting phase the six month is when you hit the like oh this is a real person and we're really in this phase And then from there, obviously, just gets more and more serious. So those increments of time actually make a lot of sense to me that the first three months is very fun and exciting for both people. There's no consequences. There's no risk. It's just getting to know a person and having fun. It's exciting. 
And then it starts to get real. And as we know, both of these people also had a history that made them a little bit gun shy. Again, it could just be these two specific people and you're a little bit more drawn to them because they're a little more of a challenge or because you want to prove them wrong about relationships. And I don't think that you did anything wrong, but I would wonder if just as a challenge for yourself, if the next time you feel that instinct to have that conversation, not that I would want you to have to be with someone that you'd have to sit on your instincts, but there are people who are just more shy about the relationship title thing and it takes them longer and it might need to be on their terms and if you can live with that and everything else is there you might not need to push it at the point that you initially think well and so i like thinking about thinking about the longer relationship there was a point there at which which I felt like I I mean I I guess you kind of already said this but there was a point at which I felt like I needed to ask for it you know um and I think my threshold mm-hmm. for that is generally just a little less than some people's I mean I, I again I feel like if we are having unprotected sex three nights a week like I I want to be having a conversation with you about where is this going yeah do you have a conversation about exclusivity um, around sex? In both of these cases, not directly. Uh, in the most recent one, no. Um, mm-hmm. And in the one previous to that, we it felt understood. And afterwards, we, um, not after the relationship, but sort of a, a few months into the sex, both acknowledged that we weren't sleeping with other people, though there was never an explicit uh, agreement about Mm -hmm. it beforehand. Yeah, because I mean, if exclusivity is important to you, I mean, that's one way to have a conversation without having the title conversation, you know, of just like, I don't want to be having unprotected sex if we're seeing other people. And then that should tide you over for a while. But I do think generally, like I said, I don't want you to feel like you have to squash your instincts or not be who you are with anyone but I do think it sounds like at least with the men you're attracted to or if you're gonna be with men who have a certain shyness about relationships when you get that itch you might just need to distract yourself for a while and let them come to you and I think overall in your relationships when you start to feel them do that little nervousness or pull away as things get more structured and more serious don't take that to mean you need to do more to prove yourself Mm. to them And don't take that to mean you have to prove how great it would be to be your boyfriend. Take that to mean like, I'm going to give them a little space and I'm going to focus on myself right now. And I'm going to let them come to me because the last thing I want is to be chasing after another person again. So if they seem like they're pulling away a little, I'm going to let them initiate the next sleepover or the next date or whatever it is. Let them take some of the steps that you're so comfortable taking. I think it's, and I, th- I think especially coming out of that seven year relationship, I mean, like I said earlier, it felt like I had this thing that was kind of settled in some way. So there, there's a certain amount of anxiety around like feeling like, oh, well, let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, if I find someone that I feel that connection with and we seem to get along and have good sex and care about each other and value the same things, I feel like let's, let's just do this. <laughs> let's, let's like give, know. you know, give this a try. I know. But you're also like a very challenge embracing person and you love adventure and you love new challenges and you love to try things and you love to throw yourself into things and you're kind of fearless in that way. And you've had your own experiences that could very well make you fearful and you're not. So I think you just have to remember that not everyone is like you and what feels like a short, a long enough time to you isn't to people who are just not naturally the way that you are. 
And it's a little bit also in your profession and who you are as a person to just jump into things and have them be intense and not have them scare you off. You know, you are like a person who commits all the way to everything you do. I tend to believe people do well with someone who's a little different from them. So that's probably why you are also attracted to these people are a little more cautious, a little slower, a little more careful. And so, but then you have to accommodate your point of view a little bit for them. And I think also keeping in mind that you haven't been single for a very long time. And so even though it feels like now I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Like, yeah, it hasn't been that long. And it doesn't have to be the next person you meet or the person after that or the person after that. And it might not be. It might not be that your lifelong partner is your next serious partner. You know, I think you just need to, you commit to everything 100%, but with a relationship, it doesn't matter just what you do. They have to meet you there. And so it might just take a little time and space. And when you feel that they're pulling away, you might, rather than stepping in to fill the gap, you might want to step back and let them fill it when they're ready. I'd rather just control everybody. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. You could do that too. You could do that too. I mean, you could also find someone you could just order around, which would be great. It might be a fun experiment. But I think you want someone who's a little more challenging, but that means you're going to have to challenge them a little and make them come to you. I was just going to say, uh, you know, point taken, because I, uh, coming into this, I, I was thinking I might start off by asking you, I, I'm sort of grappling with the idea of should I even be dating right now? Like maybe I, maybe I need to mm-hmm. take a little space for myself to sort of figure out what that is and not feed into this anxiety of if, if you don't, if you don't figure this out soon, you're going to die alone, which I know is, is a dramatic, you know, but it's, it feels, it feels like a real fear sometimes. You're a 32. I know, I know. Get out of here. I know when I hear you say that and I'm like, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. But then in the, in those very dark moments, you sit there and you think I'm missing, I'm missing these benchmarks. I'm like, not, I don't know. You're not missing any benchmarks. You get into more relationships and interesting romantic situations than (laughs) most people I know, which I really admire because you are willing to go have these experiences and you're not afraid and you aren't staying in your house scared. I don't think it's a bad idea to say, I don't know if you need to say I'm not dating because I think that's a little stringent. And I tend to believe that like when you starve yourself from something, you're going to binge on it. Um, But I think you could say, I'm not going to have a boyfriend for a year. And I bet you we'll start dating someone and they'll be like, want to be boyfriends? And you'll be like, no, I can't. Can't. I promised myself I wouldn't. And then they're going to be begging you to be your boyfriend. And then at the end of a year, you can be like, okay, I'm ready now. I think that would feel so good. I I like the idea of that. I really like that. And I think if you know in your head, like, doesn't matter if I like him. Doesn't matter if things are going great. I'm not allowed to have a boyfriend. It's not an option because I think you're a little bit attached to that idea and I think you need to know you're not going to die alone and you're fine and you will be fine and you will continue to have relationships and some will last a really long time and some won't and that's fine and you don't have to be so attached to hitting the marks and the titles and the this and now this and this and this is what gives me worth as a person. Like you just need to go have a relationship without any of that pressure on it and I would love if you could turn them down yeah 
And then you can say yes later. But like, it might be really fun to be like, mm, the word boyfriend really scares me right now. <laughs> but also, yes. Trust me, it works so well. How do you think I got mine? Hello. Oh, I just like really don't want a boyfriend. I didn't say that, but I didn't bring it up ever. Hmm. I'll tell you that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you are so reasonable. <laughs> Thank you. So are you. I, I don't feel reasonable. <laughs> you're very reasonable if you want to take a break from dating i of course support you but i also think if dicks fall into your lap you should accept them Uh, and (laughs) and i think if you actively say i'm not i'm not gonna have the boyfriend conversation with anyone no matter what for a full year anniversary from when that other guy told me goodbye that could be really interesting for you you have plenty of time. You're 30 freaking two. I know. God, it's such a... I, but here. where does that, you know, that anxiety comes, like... It's society. It's society. You know. It's everyone flaunting their relationships all over social media. It's fine. <laughs> Just remember that. Most people want to be you. Right. I, I wanted to be me for part of my seven-year relationship so exactly enjoy this too because you will be wifed up again and then you'll miss this yeah right you're right you're always right so i'm so (laughs) right you just enjoy the dating part and the getting to know people part and having different experiences and the people meeting and making an informed decision when you're ready but you're not allowed to be boyfriends okay yes doctor so i give everyone homework at the end so your homework is you're not allowed to be boyfriends oh. for a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're not allowed. You're just not allowed. I don't care if you meet your man of your dreams tomorrow. Okay. You can act like boyfriends, yeah. but I want you to let go of that word and its power. When you were saying that earlier, I was like, I was like, that's good. But I think a part of me was like, uh, okay. But then when you just assigned it as homework, I think it, yeah. it felt real. And so now I, my, the A student in me. Is mm-hmm. gonna is gonna do this. Yes. And if you break it, you have to tell the teacher. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have to do it on on the podcast or can I do it privately? You could do it privately, but then I'll probably talk okay. about you. <laughs> but also I might bring you back in a year and be like, How was your year of no boyfriend? Okay. Was it wonderful? I think it was. Do you have a boyfriend now? Probably. <laughs> did you break the rules? Yes, you did. <laughs> But also your other homework is when you do, because I'm not saying you're not going to get into more situations because that's what you do. Um, You are going to let them, I want you to look at objectively what's happening and I want you to do no more than 40% of anything. Okay. So they have to come to you. They can plan things. And if you feel like, oh, it's starting to get good and they're pulling away, you just say, I'm going to go to yoga class. Yeah. Or I'm going to see a friend or I'm going to like not look at my phone for a few hours or whatever. You're going to give them space rather than filling the space. You don't need to prove how wonderful you are. The right person will understand. Yeah, that's a that's a good reminder. You're the best. You're the best. And not because you take care of people, though that's a beautiful thing, but also because you're hilarious and wonderful. And if anyone wants to date um, anonymous person, hit me up on my Instagram, Not Your Therapist Podcast. He's talented, smart, nurturing, caring, and doesn't want to be your boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely don't want to be your boyfriend. Definitely does not want to be your boyfriend, but maybe in a year. (laughs) 
<laughs> so reach out. If he lets me share his materials, I will. But otherwise, you'll just have to trust me on how hot he is. <laughs> And that'll be that. Thank you so much for coming on, Billy, or not name person. <laughs> it was great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. Relating to wanting to get into a relationship, which some people really do, my advice would be, when you go on a date, don't go with the intention of getting into a relationship and finding out if the other person wants a relationship. No one wants a relationship. They want a person they want to be in a relationship with. So I think we can get very caught up in our heads looking for that title and that official commitment that we can put on social media. But what we really want is to meet a person that excites us enough to be in a relationship with. So another thing I said to Billy when we got off the air was you in your process of wanting to be in a relationship and wanting to win this guy over to want to be in a relationship with you have actually forgotten to find out if you actually want to be in a relationship with them. So I think we can get very caught up in, he doesn't want to be my boyfriend, she doesn't want to be my girlfriend, not paying attention to how they're actually acting because we just want to win the battle of the relationship. So I think when you start feeling your anxiety around that and you go on a date with someone and you're like, do they want to be in a relationship? I don't know. Take your focus off of that. Focus on, is this the person I want to be with? Take your power back. Take your control back. You are the one making the decision and you have to want to be in a relationship with that person as much as they have to want to be in a relationship with you. You're not just trying to win them. You're actually trying to get something you're going to want to keep once you've won it. So give it a little more time than you naturally would because a lot of times we jump right to, this feels so good, I want to be in a relationship. And if we had waited just a little bit longer, something might have been revealed that we don't want to be in a relationship with. Or we find more and more we want to be in a relationship and then both people can agree on it. So I'm going to say, let go of the relationship idea and look at the person you're with. If you have dating questions, comments, concerns, email me at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Not Your Therapist Podcast on Instagram. Uh, rate and review this podcast. That's fun. And let me know what you think. Thank you to my beautiful producer, Chris Bartolucci. Billy Griffin Jr. on Instagram. He did allow me to release his information. So please check him out. He's gorgeous. And uh, thank you to all of you for getting out there and making dating fun.